Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of Baseball Night. The season's not over, folks. I know football started, but it is not over. I'm joined, as always, by my brother, Jack. And just before we, I hit record here, Jack, we were talking about the Red Sox aren't that fun to watch anymore, especially this late in the season. No, they're, they're continuously getting thumped. Last night, especially, uh, we're recording on Thursday, September 15th. So last night they had just a horrendous error, error score three runs. Um, just a bad baseball team to watch play baseball right now. Yeah, I tweeted out, there's usually one moment every Red Sox game this season that makes me just kind of close, close FUBU TV. And last night it was the Little League home run. Yep. That that happened. A true Little League home run. An out-of-position cutoff man uh, got a late throw to the catcher, and then that catcher just thought he was a combination of Pudge Rodriguez and Yadi Molina, just snapped a throw nowhere near the first baseman, and it ended up going down to Pesky's ball. I mean, if we really want to, I could bring up, that the man that made the initial throw to home plate, that was just way too late. And then the guy that threw it right back to him in right field, both were traded for one gold glove MVP caliber right fielder. Yeah. Get it out of the way early. Yeah. Today. Um, just if you want to look up, he recently, Mookie Betts, that is, traveled 113 feet to make a sliding catch. A against the Diamondbacks, and he woke. He got up and was like, "Holy shit!" It, it's just never. It never ends. But two things to take out of that Yankee series. Well, actually three. But the first one is Cassis hit a home run. Off hit a Cole. great home run. That was and, a good at bat too. Got yeah. a two zero on like some nasty stuff low. And then just took 98 at his nipples, pretty much just right over to left center too. It was a bomb. That would have went on to Lansdowne street. Had it not hit middle up, like halfway up that sign. Yeah. He said afterwards, he was trying to hit a single, which is a funny thing to say. Probably not exactly true. You don't take hell hacks like that. Trying to hit a single. Um, but I also saw someone now this is just what's wrong with people in general. And I just was like mad at this tweet. I saw where someone was like, I know he's it's early, but it seems like Cassis has taken pitches that were really hittable as part of his approach. Is this a problem? Do you think? And I was like, are you fucking talking about a guy in his fourth major league game willing to take pitches something no one on the team does. I was right. so mad at the tweet. I was like, this guy has a great approach, obviously that he's willing to be like, well, that's a hittable pitch, but it's not what I want mm -hmm. and just take it. Yeah. He's had nine major league games. He's only had 30 plate appearances. So, you know, if he's having good at bats against Garrett Cole, maybe don't just say like, like, yeah, like you said, every other batter in this lineup, with the exception of maybe Bogarts, swings as hard as they can at every single pitch. And it's so hard to watch. And then this dude comes up just, you know, 
trying to take pitches and get on base. You know, he is, he's just being selective. I don't, I mean, he, is he getting himself into like Oh, two counts because some pitchers think I'm just going to challenge this rookie. Yes. But again, he's been up to bat 30 times. The, I think he's fine. The Red Sox are currently 23rd. Oh, yep. 23rd in major league baseball and walk rate. So if a mm. guy's coming up there oh willing to take God. pitches, maybe it's not a bad thing. That was just a random sh- schmuck on Twitter though. That wasn't, that wasn't anything important. It's just one of those things that I was like, you're going to credit. And this was pre Yankee series. This was probably Baltimore. So it's like, he probably had 15 at bats. You know what, Tom, that's a pretty damning stat for old Timothy James hires the hitting coach for the Red Sox. Yeah. Maybe switch that up. Maybe take that first one. Right. I mean, if the, I, it annoys me sometimes, but I can't, can't argue it because it works for him. But like Bogarts does that all the, he always takes the first pitch. And sometimes I'm like, they know you're taking it. I'm like leaping out of my seat being like, this is going to be the time to just do it. Just swing. He's not, he is definitely not a, um, uh, surprise hitter. (laughs) He does not ambush anybody up there. He, I did see like a crazy stat though, that he just gets himself into O2 counts and just has the most hits in O2 counts in like the last three years or something. Uh, Yeah. I was going to say it's been over a few seasons now. The second thing to come out of this Yankees series that I wanted to mention was, um, you know, I just, at this point, feel bad for Bayo. He's starting to figure it out and no one's helping him. I don't, I, um, I do not feel bad for him because all I am is just super excited. There's win loss record ERA. Any of his stats don't mean a thing for the rest of this season. Just keep, just keep pitching the exact way you're pitching. And learning the way there was video last night of take this with a grain of salt. If you'd like of him and rich Hill from the night before, uh, talking through the grip on a curveball. I mean, what more do you need to see from a 22 year old prospect than picking the old guy's ear on how to break off a nasty curveball. Right. And a guy that only has one pitch and it's a curveball. He only knows the curveball. Yes. I mean, I'm fine with that. Totally. Um, I love it. I mean, it does suck that he can't get anybody out, but at the same time, nobody's expecting Bayo to come in and save the year right now. No, like, I meant I just want him to be. In... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, bad luck more in terms of having to be on the mound for that little league home run. Bogart's made a pretty brutal error. Yep. Right before that. So, I mean, that was just two errors right there that led to three runs. The crazy thing is, it's classic sports right through the wickets for Bogarts and the next play, he absolutely lays out and almost gets the guy at second. Yeah. But just bad luck in the terms of that. To- yeah, totally. I mean, there were a couple of misplayed balls in center field too. Um, and I listened to most of core. Actually, it was pretty brief. So I listened to all of Cora's press conference from last night. Like he makes a lot of excuses for guys that he likes. Yeah, uh, I think he's just, he's definitely he makes, a player's manager. He is, and he makes so many excuses and tries to call out a good play that Kike had made where it had like nothing to do with, you know, three runs scored. And he's like, a great job by Kike co- going over there and covering the throw. Like, yeah, great, great yeah. for him. Awesome. Uh, 
I, one thing Bayo is striking out 8.93. So we'll say nine guys per nine innings, which is something that I am on board with walking, a f- walking a few too many guys, but you know, I'll, d- that's fine. I'm not upset about it. Again, like you said, just get out there and get the innings. I'm it's just, uh, I mean, his, all right. So here's the perfect example of what's going on for Bayo right now. His ERA is 5.10, but his FIP, which takes out everyone but him, mm-hmm. it's just um, your ERA, if it was just the three true outcomes, is 2.76. So that's really good. Mm-hmm. So then the final thing is, mercifully, the Red Sox magic number to be eliminated in the AL East is two. and out of the playoffs is 10 right now. So I'm already pretty much at the point where I'm just checking out Bogart's endeavors and Costas at bats, but that will officially just kind of be like, okay, let's focus on the rest of the league, which we're going to do for the most of this podcast. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're hard games to watch. They're in absolutely no contention for anything. Um, there's so much better baseball to devote your time into. And then every Sunday, man, I got 11 hours. I got to spend with the NFL. Yeah. It's not, it's not what I want to do. It's just what's in there. It's just what I got to do. It's, it's not something we can, we can do right. You're like, you're saying do anything about it's just bigger than ourselves. It's bigger than us. All right. I did want to mention before any type of break, because I, this, I forgot to put this in the rundown, but it's the topic of baseball is the 2023 rule changes. Mm. Uh, bigger bases. We'll start there. Whatever. I mean, if it's yeah, player safety, it's, fine. If it's a safety thing. Sure. Maybe it's yeah. better than like having a softball safety base. I think. Um, yeah. Which some people threw out there, but I, I mean, I just don't care. Like if you're not going to have, Mike Trout injuries, or I don't know, like it suck. Freddie Freeman got injured. Yeah, you know, it's stuff like that at first base. I I'm fine with it. It seems like such a minor thing for people to get pissed at. I mean, you know? it's just old man people, yells at the cloud yeah, a lot. People are gonna find a way, but wow. The second thing, I mean, then the next two are pretty big. So I guess let's talk pitch clock. Let's talk pitch clock. Jack, if I can maybe throw on a TV show every night at like 930 because the Red Sox have ended, I don't think I hate it. So the example that was given mostly talking about pitch clock was that in AAA over the last two full seasons, that's full seasons, not COVID, the average game with a pitch clock shortened by 26 minutes. That is way too big a time to ignore. For a baseball game to be over by. Yeah, it's not seven minutes. Even Bayo last night was pumping. He was working fast, getting the ball back and throwing because he's used to having the pitch clock in the minor leagues. Yeah. I think more of the guys that come up are used to having that pitch clock. It makes the game so much better if there's always action. Nobody wants to sit there and see some minute-long standoff between Garrett Cole and let's just say some cerebral hitter like J.D. Martinez while they're both sitting there trying to figure each other out. Yeah, I mean, I, there are times where you're just, you're like, can you throw the pitch? 
you 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 watch a game and you're like, you have four pitches. He threw four signs down. You you're, and you're still standing there. Yeah. Oh my. Gosh, I just it. don't get it, and I think everyone will be, adjust to it and be used to it. And by May, everyone's gonna be like, holy shit, this is great. Um, one hundred percent. And then, so the one that I've been most back and forth on is limiting the shift. I just don't understand. It's you're telling a team how to play defense, which I just don't love. But at the same time, the arguments of bringing athleticism back into baseball because your shortstop and second baseman are going to have to make rangy plays. Now I'm kind of like, okay, I don't hate this. Yeah, I, I get that, that you're saying we need to stop the one thing that hitters try to accomplish is get hits. Um, but some of those shifts are ridiculous, man. Granted, I think we've talked before what we said at the end of last year is when we were kind of going over when they were on strike, what what this would mean for rule changes. And I get that you want to like hit them where they ain't type deal, learn to take the ball the other way. But some of these shifts are ridiculous. You throw a center fielder or right fielder, the shortstop, second baseman, third baseman, all on one side of the infield. It looks like sloppy baseball and it's ugly to watch. And it's just, all right, well, this is a guaranteed out now because the only thing this guy can do is hit it 400 feet over everybody's head. Yeah. Now it's interesting. I would say I'm pro shift banning. So the shifts can ban all well and good. But is that going to, like, and people were pointing out Joey Gallo specifically, is that going to change his approach? No, he's still going to strike out 200 times and try and hit 40 home runs. It's, yeah, some guys like, that's the, yeah, that's not, I wouldn't say that that's the guy. I would say a guy who hits for maybe higher than a, a 200 average is probably a better example of getting burned by the shift. Well, I think what they're saying is all those rockets that he hits into the, the short right fielder, that's the second baseman, are now going to tick his batting average up. But I don't think he's going to challenge a batting title. No, but but again, I, I like that more, that a dude is rewarded for hammering the ball 115 miles an hour off of a pitcher that doesn't go directly to uh, the shortstop playing 10 feet in front of the right fielder. Yeah. It's yeah, not, I'm, it's not slow pitch softball. It's what? Well, yeah. I just, I guess if you think of it, it's like kind of like the three second call and having um, the restricted area and basketball, they kind of adjusted defensive rules that way. And then, I mean, there's certain football rules that got changed, like five yards after the receiver, things like you can't touch him, things like that. So I guess it just seems different because it's not necessarily like a, there's no like penalties or fouls in baseball. You're just like, although now if the, the shift rules are broken, you do get charged like a, a ball. Same with the pitch clock. So you do, there is a penalty. I'll, I'll get used to it. And after Rafael Devers batting average goes up 15 points, I'll be like, this is dope. This yeah, is the best this thing. Is great. Uh, all right. So we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back to talk about, uh, the rest of what's going on in baseball. Cause it's still pretty good. All right, Jack, we're back.
And you texted me yesterday and said, can we just talk for an hour about Mike Trout? No, but we should talk about him because he just hit seven home runs in seven straight games, which is second all time behind Mattingly, Griffey Jr. And then, oh, I should have wrote this down. There's another guy that's just like, oh, that's weird that this guy's in this list. Well, either way, before, while you find that third name, I think we could spend an hour talking about Mike Trout. Um, he just looks, when he's at fully healthy, even though Aaron Judge is going to hit 60 home runs, I couldn't. you couldn't tell me one person who would rather pick Aaron Judge over Mike Trout as their center fielder to start their franchise. Dale Long. That is weird that he's on that list. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, he is when we talked about this a little a couple of weeks ago, when he is fully healthy, he is head and shoulders above everybody else in baseball. Yeah, and he used to just be, you know, the overall unbelievable athlete, crazy. I mean, he's still all those things. He's still super fast. He's still athletic. But now he's kind of just like, I'm going to mash the shit out of the ball. Mm -hmm. If he hits a single, I swear it's a broken bat or just 110 miles an hour, like a piss rocket. He doesn't just like loop a single into right field. No, everything else is crushed for extra bases. He is the cover off the ball right now. He's just been on fire since he got back from the DL, which is awesome. And his team just clinched its seventh straight losing season. <sighs> Boy. That's tough. That was my pick to win the AL West. Oh, I thought and... you just said that they were going to make it out. Did you? I think you, you said you had a bold prediction that they were going to make the playoffs, but I think your AL West pick was the uh, Astros. Mm. Well, Either way, I got it right here. Yeah, it was okay. Well, um, it sucks for Mike Trout and Shohei Otani to be that good and on this team. Yeah, just what a bummer. Yeah, hopefully, that guy sells the team in time to kind of like be able to make changes philosophically in the offseason. I'm trying just... to look at what his what he did to his numbers over that time. Um, I mean, obviously, he hit seven more home runs. He drove in something like 15, 15 in that in that amount of time. Uh, I don't believe he struck out, and if he did, it was very rarely in that seven-game stretch. Um, also, only three of those games were uh, without a multi-hit. So on fire in really every facet, just really crushing. Yeah, he is, as you mentioned, the, just the best player in baseball. Yeah, and this is a pro Mookie podcast. Yeah, well, I've always said, I've always stood behind um, Mookie Betts as the second best player when fully healthy. And it's, it's you know, you you got Judge and Otani doing their MVP race this year, but it's like, well, Mookie's in a different league, but like you said, you looked at the three of them and said, you get Trout, Otani, or Judge to start your team. I'm taking Trout. 
then I think Otani would be second, and then you pick Judge. Yeah. But that's he- neither here nor there. But yeah, that seven game streak was ridiculous. It started to just get ridiculous. Um, like you turn on social media and it's like another trout horn. And I don't know if you know about that because you're not online very much. But MLB social media, when he trout hits a home run, right at the crack of the bat, it goes. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> and they call it the trout horn. Okay. Um. All right, Jack, the Dodgers clinched. Uh, Which, no surprise there. No. Um, well, I wanted to ask you, can we just like, can everyone just stop being so excited about the Padres until they get somewhere? Uh, I, I will answer your question. Um, no, people are never going to stop being excited about them because of Juan Soto, uh, Tatis, Manny Machado. All they, they spend money and they make themselves sexy. However, you're absolutely right. They have not won a damn thing. They I haven't mean, won a damn thing. They haven't won a series against the Dodgers in, I don't even think since Fernando Tatis has been in the major leagues. So, yeah, I agree with you. Maybe it's time to settle the old uh, Padres are one of the top two teams in the NL. Because yeah. really, it's not even like they're one of the top two teams in the NL West right now. Yeah, I'm just like everyone's all excited when there's when they have series against each other and I'm like why I'm like so disappointed at how poor poorly Juan Soto has played this year and then Tatis has to be like sat down I don't know like how his father isn't in his ear like I played in the major leagues for a long time like you're screwing this up I I don't get it yeah, but, he hit two grand slams in one inning. Yeah. Cardinals. But crazy. Yeah, it's just so I'm sick of them, but I I mean the best part about them is Don Arcillo. <laughs> that is 100% true. And you know, people love to go with the upside. Like, oh man, if if Soto and Tatis are always this good at 24 years old, they're just going to be good for the next six years at hitting 40 home runs a year and they'll be unstoppable. But you know, if that happens, everybody will find a reason to hate them. Oh, they spend too much money. I, you know, it's just, it's fickle, Tom, the whole thing's fickle. Yeah. And the bummer of it all is that Machado's having a great year. I mean, they're going to make the playoffs. Are they though? They're only two up on the brewers. That's it. Yeah, but the, I mean, they're still riding in a playoff spot right now. I still think they'll make the playoffs. Sure, sure. I mean, as of now, they are in the playoffs. Sure, but I'm just saying, they just we people need to slow down on them. When the other is thing, Tatis is, uh, it's like the middle of next year, June of next year is when his suspension is over. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, eighty games, or it was yeah eighty, right? Yep. Yeah, so, you know, use uh, other methods to get rid of ringworm. On the clinching note, the A's, Tigers, Nationals, and I think Pittsburgh have all been eliminated from the playoffs. The hodgepodge of nothingness? So, that's starting... You know, things are starting to really pick up steam here. Oh, and the Angels, I think, 
The Angels, know. oh, they were eliminated from the division, but not the wild card yet, even though they have clinched the losing record. They're not going to make the playoffs, but we, we keep it official until it's official here. That's right. All right, Jack. Big, big news in the Triple Crown update. Mm-hmm. Because it is now, it's a warning in the National League. Let's take this in terms of like a thunderstorm. It's a warning in the National League with Paul Goldschmidt. He is coming for you. He is first in if Fangraphs will load. I'd actually say, a, oh, I'd actually second say average. it might be downgraded to a watch in the National League and upgraded to a warning in the American League. I am going to be completely honest with you. I did not realize he was overtaken by Freeman. By was, Freeman and dropped to third in home runs. He's only two back by Schwarber. He's been two back by Schwarber, I think, since we started this, but but Austin Riley is on fire. So yeah, Austin, man, Austin Riley is going to be a good player for a long time. So yeah, I <laughs> guess yeah. I'd say it's a watch in both and I'm going to give it a watch in the American league because it's a- hard to make up 20, if, 10, uh, 14 points or 14 no, 10 points. points. Where is he? Yeah. Arise, 10 points. Arise Bogart's judge. Yeah. I can't like say uh, arise goes into a huge slump yeah you still have to ju- leapfrog seven points on bogarts and you're tied with jose abreu but he already has the other two sewn up mm-hmm. i don't think oh jose ramirez just you know is always awesome he i is. didn't think anyone else had rb 100 rbi in the al but ramirez first does. off jose ramirez has under 70 strikeouts in 520 plate appearances yeah, that's, that's good. Crazy. And I, I was just, I just noticed that Luis Arise, the league leader in hitting right now at 320, went 41 strikeouts to 47 walks. Great year. Great year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, nobody's going to catch him in home runs. Nobody's going to catch him in RBIs. Um, it depends. I mean, if he keeps playing teams like Boston and just putting together multi hit games, with you know 100 mile an hour rockets right to center field he could probably overtake him man 413 bat on base percentage for judge i've heard i know we're gonna i'm gonna get a little off topic here i've heard a lot of chatter about who should be the al mvp am i the only person on planet earth who does not think this is a two-person race it is a one person against the record race like Shohei Otani's having a great year. There's no way he's more valuable to his team who's in last place than Aaron Judges to the first place Yankees. Yeah, I I mean I mean as I'm sitting right now uh, looking at these stats in the American League, he is a unanimous MVP vote. Right. They were showing these stats on the Nesson broadcast the other day and you can act were just kind of laughing because they said you look at Otani and you see 34 home runs. And then you looked at, he also has a two eighty six. I get ERA. that. I get that. That's too hard to ignore, but at the same time, Aaron judges, I mean, he might be having the best season that a Yankee has ever had. Yeah. Yeah. I that's mean, 
I mean, he's not far off. I'm, I get it. I would vote for Aaron Judge if I had a vote, which I don't. I'm BBWAA. Just go ahead and file that. We need votes. And then the thing is, is like, there's definitely a taking Otani for granted thing happening. If not by this podcast, but yes, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So here's my gripe and everyone wants, everyone wants to, you know, in 19 fucking 20 something to give Babe Ruth more accolades. They invented the MVP award. Everyone. So then you look at basketball and football has it too. The V part is what bothers me. To do the valuable thing is just like bogus, especially in baseball. Basketball, the valuable thing I think matters because if you take the best player off basketball teams, the team sucks. Baseball, you can work around it, especially so like if Trey Turner got hurt for three weeks on the Dodgers, the Dodgers aren't really going to skip a beat but he's not not more valuable than the guy that replaced them. I just think it needs a goddamn rebranding and it should just be most outstanding player. They just take the valuable out of it cuz it's yeah, there are too many stats in baseball now. There's too you can look at stats and be like this guy is having a better season than this guy. But when you look at the value of it it's like, "Oh, but Otani's team sucks." It's like, "Yeah, but now you're you're blaming Otani for having shitty management ownership and teammates. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not blaming Otani, but kind of to your point, if you take Otani off the, uh, the angels, what are they just worse than the A's? Like there's no real difference there. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, if you I take saying, Aaron Judge off the, the Yankees, the Blue Jays and the Rays are both better teams. Right. But my whole argument was that you shouldn't do that. I mean, that's a nice that's, argument, Tom, but it's called the most valuable player. Then how did Mike Trout win it three times on his team didn't make the playoffs? I don't know. How did A-Rod win it when he was on the Rangers? I'm not so saying it's, it's a like, good thing. I'm just saying. It's no. I'm just what what I'm saying is like sometimes that matters and sometimes it doesn't. I just think Fine. if he hits Point. 63 home runs, regardless, even if he doesn't, if he ends up with 59, he's so the let's, MVP. Let's take out the valuable and let's just say it's the most outstanding player. My vote is still Aaron Judge. Right. I said I would vote if I had a vote, I would vote for him this year. It's just I don't want it to be like. Otani had his year in 2021. He got his MVP. He's fine. What he's doing is has never been done before. He is legitimately the first player ever to hit 30 home runs and win 10 games as a pitcher ever. So yeah, a lot of stuff that want to compare him to Babe Ruth. And I mean, sure. Uh, Babe Ruth didn't pitch and hit at the same time, or he became a full-time home run hitter. Uh, after his pitching days were over. Right. No, yeah, I just... It's it's weird because I totally do think that 
it's judge's year because that's another thing you get kind of narrative years. Um, but Otani's still awesome. I saw someone, Anthony Castrovince from MLB.com said, the real question is who is third? Because these two are one and two. It's like, who would you vote third? Probably Mike Trout. <laughs> Imagine if him and Otani were two, three in the MVP voting. And it's like, it's hard. It's hard to think of another player right now. Alejandro Kirk for the Blue Jays, maybe. I, Jose Ramirez. Yeah, I, Jose Ramirez is probably the yeah. answer because they're in line for the playoffs. Yeah. But it's crazy that let's just go AL Fangraph War Leaders. Here's a quick question for you. Don't look. Who is behind Judge and Otani? Third place. AL Fangraph War Leader. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Verlander? Play shortstop for your favorite team. Oh, Bogarts? Good for Bogarts. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, then you got to think, like, if you're going to start throwing out third place MVP votes, maybe you'd give it to a, an Astro, like Alvarez or Altuve. I can't believe they're going to let that guy walk. All right. Okay. Okay. Speaking of Bogarts, this was another fun fact that I saw. That's just along those lines. He's one hit shy. So tomorrow he could possibly get his 1400th hit. He would be the fourth Red Sox player to do that under the age or before turning 30. Yeah. Under the age of 30. The other three are Yaz, Bobby Dorr, and Jim Rice. Just just a guy that they might just get rid of. Yeah. Also a lot of a lot that's pretty good company. When I'm start when I see a lot of these like Red Sox before 30 numbers that Bogarts is getting, I just think to myself, imagine a world where Ted Williams didn't miss five years of his career. What his yeah. numbers would have been. Yeah. Probably the league, the all-time leader in a few different categories. Yeah. I think Hank Aaron would have been chasing his record yeah, probably. for home runs because I mean, he hit five twelve and five twenty one and missed five years. It's ridiculous in his on, prime. Yeah. All right. We're, we're on tangents here. Okay. It's I the end of the down... year, man. The Red Sox stink. This is, yeah. this is what the people clamor for. Yeah, that's true. I wrote down Julio Rodriguez. Just because he's been an awesome, exciting player, that's going to get his team to the playoffs for the first time in 20 years and was the first rookie ever to join the 25-25 club yesterday. So just cool. Yeah, just a a caveat there. Um, Trout and Chris Young technically did it in their rookie seasons but had service time, so they clarify it by their debut season. But, man, what a player he's going to be. 25-25. I mean, it's probably too too late in the year to think he'd get 30 30 but that is that's a hell of a season and especially good for the mariners yeah i mean i didn't expect the astros to be this damn good they were my al west pick but i feel good about them making the playoffs if you want to give me like a mariners against uh i don't know i guess all the teams that are going to make the playoffs are pretty standard teams from that NL. So 
Never mind. Yeah, they're all I, the same. I don't know. I mean, uh, who Brewers? knows? Brewers? Can the Padres Brewers make Brewers it? Series, yeah. That Padres Brewers race, two games. Um, damn, Philadelphia, too. Yeah. Phillies. Right, it's the NL teams are boring to me. I guess I'd want Pujols. Tell you what, to if get I, a, a, a World Series, if he could. I just, uh, yeah. Again, I mean, he has two. Um, I'd like to see anybody face the Mets. I mean, just to watch that, those pitching matchups is, man, how fun. Yeah, just hopefully not a Subway series. Uh, And finally, Jack, I wanted to, to ask you because I was like, I heard something interesting that don't look now, but Shane Bieber's entered the AL Cy Young race. And I was like, what? And then I started thinking the guardians are just floating along in first place in the AL central. They sure are. They have a guy that should get MVP votes and a guy that I guess your their ace should get Cy Young votes. Yep. They're really opening up on the white Sox here. Uh, He is getting some Cy Young votes, but I mean, this is a two horse race in my opinion for AL Cy Young, Uh, Justin Verlander and Dylan Cease. Um, and Dylan Cease is coming on right now at the end of the year, um, trying to push his team into the playoffs. But I mean, Verlander is, he's not going to lose the AL Cy Young this year. He's, he's going to win it. Well, I, I just worry because he's out. That's what I'm thinking. Is he going to, are people going to be like, he was good, but then he got hurt and didn't put up. He has 150 innings, so he could come back and I feel like 160, 165 could people won't like really look at the innings he's gonna he's pitching tomorrow night oh he's he's back okay yeah, he's, he's back tomorrow night against the a's okay so yeah i guess he'll probably take it cease is awesome and has a great mustache i watched cease try to nail down a no hitter the other day yeah uh, I was there. lost it lost it with eight uh two outs in the eighth but no two outs in the ninth two, uh, sorry yeah two outs in the ninth um yeah, he I like Cease a lot, but uh, just to give you uh, some odds here, Dylan Cease is plus one twenty to win the AL Cy Young. Ver- Verlander right now is uh, minus one twenty five, so yeah. he's a heavy, heavy favorite to win. Yeah, I was um just curious, you know, kind of talking through it changes my mind, but um. All right, so why don't we go to our what are we looking forward to in for the weekend here? Um, first of all, that I'd means like Friday see... night and Saturday night because obviously we mentioned we have stuff to do on Sunday. Yeah, Eleven hours. Listen, guys, we get it, we get it. We all want to watch baseball, but we can't. We can't watch baseball on Sundays. Okay, um, we know. We know. Wow, Baltimore Toronto as the Apple Apple TV game. Would you have ever guessed Apple TV? In God September would that. pick Baltimore, Toronto. No. Phillies, Braves. Uh, yeah, sure. It's going to be a good series. Yankees, Brewers. If they Yankees, get... Brewers. Got some playoff implications on both ends. I think the Yankees can clinch the AL East. Or maybe at least the playoff spot. And then um, uh, Dodgers, Giants. I mean, Giants yeah, are guess... fighting for a playoff spot. So at least. Yeah. I mean, uh, not the, Giants are, the Giants are 69 and 74. Uh, yeah, they're, they're nine games out. Of the yeah. wild card. Never mind. 
So and then I don't yeah. know. There's some good stuff here. I would like to see Bogarts get his 1400th hit. I'd like to see Tristan Casas still have good at bats. Um, big guy can pick it over at first base too. I like that. Oh yeah, that first game he made like three sexy plays. I was like, finally, mm-hmm. finally so, a guy who's played first base before he became a major leaguer. So essentially, if you take the wide view, it's like if they were if they just did what they're they should do here. You have a, you have third, short, first, I guess because of story second, and wherever you want to put Verdugo, locked down, just upgrade around that, and you're good. Yeah, but we talk about it every week. We don't have to talk. We can gonna gonna need some pitchers. That's exactly what. Yes, that's where you have to build. All right, Jack. Um, yeah, other than that, I'm not really that excited about this weekend. Uh, Verlander's coming back against the against the, I don't know, possibly the worst managed team in baseball. I guess the Cincinnati Reds are still pretty poorly owned, but no, you know, I that's think a it... that's a fun conversation to have in the winter. Who is the absolute worst ran franchise in Major League Baseball right now? Oh, oh, I get you. I mean. If you're looking at total picture stadium philosophy, yeah, oh, you, you have to. You, yeah. It's the ace. And yeah. a guy that who might be, or if not, is in the top three richest owners who won't spend money. That's just, come on. Mm. We build got one long, of those. Build the Long Beach Stadium. Actually, I no. Put some fucking money into Oakland. Like just, they just do lost it. their they just lost their football team too. I doubt that that's gonna there that's gonna. And get the any Warriors moved to fucking San Francisco. Put some money into Oakland. Blow up that just whole a area. Short drive across the bridge. Just blow up that whole area right there, where Oracle and Oakland Athletics shithole field is, and just build a nice stadium. I can't even imagine that they still have a dual purpose stadium. Granted, they don't have a dual purpose because the, the football team moved away, but it is well past that uh, multitasking. Yeah. Are there any other stadiums in any sport that aren't like, like Gillette has turf and that Patriots and the Revs play there. I'm sure yeah. there's places like that, but everyone else is just like, we're a billion dollar company we can build our own stadium plus we're gonna have the have the people in the city pay for it i was just gonna say don't you dare think any of those billionaires are paying for their own stadiums um but yeah no it's it's so stupid i mean granted when we first started this podcast i did a lot of a's bashing i think i'm gonna have to bring that back i just i personally don't think it's worth it it's kind of a waste of your time i get it but you know howard bryant speaking of the a's um, there's a new Ricky Henderson biography coming out by Howard Bryant. So that's one thing. Very interested for. in that. Yeah. yeah. All right, Jack, we need to wrap up and you have a good weekend. Go Patriots. And I'll talk to you later. Uh, sure. All right. 